Welcome, welcome, welcome to Tilt. Happy Monday, everybody. Yo, let's call it Message Monday. 50 years of hip-hop, I was down when it started and still remain true. I am hip-hop. What about you? It's your boy, OG. If it's your first time joining us, Tilt stands for talking in layman's terms. Where it all started, I wouldn't even know where to begin. Hip-hop gave sports its swagger, and most definitely, I will to win. So if you celebrate these games, you gotta celebrate these sounds. Cause all we ever wanted was you to get on down. Can you dig it? I knew that you could. Don't push me as long as that's understood. This match is Monday, y'all. Let's go. Alright, people. Long weekend. Let's see what's cracking. First, we're going to start in the NFL with my man, Damar Hamlin, who played his first game. I mean, albeit preseason, it was an actual game. He almost died on the field. And I talk about having love for the game and all that. It's fine. But, I mean, is, is, is this love or just craziness or complete stupidity? I don't know. If, if I would have tried to do it, I don't even think I could have done it. I mean, he almost died. I mean, even though football is dumbed down these days, it's still violent. I mean, I, I commend him for his courage or, or his craziness and, and for the love of the game. But I got to give prayers going up. Love this guy. Appreciate this guy. And I hope no harm comes to him. So welcome back tomorrow. Moving on. The Colts are still expecting Jonathan Taylor to show up, even though... The owner's still talking out of side of his neck. I mean, like I said, how much more disrespect can a running back position get? Like I said, the running back probably touched the ball just as much as the quarterback. But we don't want to pay him. Then we got these guys talking crazy. Like, you're going you're gonna to come back because you ain't got no money and we, we holding all the cards. I mean, how much longer can the disrespect for the position continue? We'll see. Now, enough from the NFL for right now. Moving on to college. Michigan's coach Jim Harbaugh supposedly had worked out a four-game suspension. Some Something allegedly that he did. He was supposed to miss the first four games of the season. Now, all of a sudden, the NCAA has voided it. Basically rejected it. I mean, with, with, with so much money exchanging hands on the college level now, it doesn't matter what sport it is. What exactly did he do? It's so bad that they won't put it out there when that they rescinded the suspension. I mean, do they not have anything? Or is what he did so egregious that you can't say? I mean, they're getting rid of guys all over the place. What's the holdup? And crowd my minds want to know. I, I want to know. I mean, the NCAA control is, is pretty much out the window now. Now that they don't control the money, they're nothing more than a hall monitor. It's an absolute joke. Either put what he did out there or leave this man alone. Because like I said, you have no skin in the game now. You don't control anything. Moving on. The mass exodus from the Pac-12 after this year has, has teams scrambling. Notably, Cal and Stanford. They don't have a home right now. They want to go to the ACC. But you got four teams in the ACC blocking the move and I'm kind of with them because we're talking about Stanford and Cal both of these teams are on the west coast the ACC is called the Atlantic 
Coast Conference. Let me say that again. Atlantic Coast Conference. These are West Coast guys. I mean, make it make sense. I mean, even though, like, uh, other teams are joining, like, the Big Ten and all that, the travel schedule is going to be crazy. And ACC is just like, man, we're our own entity. We don't want to put up with that anyway. So I don't know how it's going to go. Good luck to Stanford and Cal finding somewhere else to play sports. Just not the ACC. That's all I'm saying. Florida Gators named ex-Wisconsin quarterback Mertz as their day one starter. Who for thought? And Peyton Manning is joining the Tennessee staff as a professor in football, philosophy, what we don't know. They're just creating positions for Peyton. But this is what I think. I think Peyton's thinking about jumping in the coaching, the coaching lane like Coach Prime or even becoming an AD. And I think he just wants to see what it would be like. I mean, he don't he don't want to take any bad press. I get it. He's Peyton Manning or whatever. But if you're going to do it, do it. Kill, miss me with the professor thing. Okay, hopefully we'll find out what exactly the position entails uh, later on in the week. But right now, they just said he's going to be a professor on the staff. Moving on. The Johnny Manziel documentary. Anybody has a kid playing sports and going to college, you this is a must watch. Because it proves one thing. The thing that everybody who ever played D1 sports knows from any college. D1, D2, D3, doesn't matter. The NCAA is a system where they let who they want cheat. Johnny Manziel lays it all out. Watch it. Ask yourself, how the hell did they take Reggie Bush's Heisman with all the stuff that he had, that Johnny Football admitted to? You know, things such as, you know, getting somebody else to take his drug test for him. I mean, most college kids don't go to class anyway, especially if you play sports. It's like a litany of violations. And he laid them out like it just was no problem. That's what we do. That's what we do. He did, he did everything illegal under the sun. Like I say, and don't don't say it, it doesn't. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. And we don't want to get into the racial part of it because you know what it is. Reggie got his Heisman took. This, this dude celebrated. That's all I'm going to say. Moving on. More scandal. I was as... as uh, has an inquiry on them about the whole a betting scandal. So that program is about to turn upside down. Nothing uh, concrete has come out of it yet. But, I mean, if there's smoke, there's probably going to be fire. So we'll, we'll stay uh, locked to that one also. And last on the college football level, uh, can Colorado handle the pressure? And I'm not talking about the team per se. Lately, these uh, pundits in the Colorado media have been coming after Coach Prime's son, who plays quarterback, and his other son that plays DB. They're talking about, can they handle the pressure? Well, they've been around the pressure their whole life. I don't think uh, it's going to matter much at this, at this point in time. But what irritates me is the Colorado Buffaloes are now relevant. Doesn't matter how he did it. Like I said, if he if he was a white coach, they'd be heralding him as a genius. But he's Coach Prime. Not everybody's on board with the, the swagger, 
not everybody is on board with the complete autonomy that they gave him when he got to the program. And that they're just taking little little shots every now and then. Like, he made you relevant. What's the problem? What's the problem? I know what it is, but we gonna, we spent a whole show talking about that. But yeah, can his sons handle the pressure? Yeah, like I said, Shador was HBCU College Player of the Year, and they're acting like, oh, can he do it on this level? Half those guys in the Division One, Division One football right now, he played against them in high school. He won three straight. Uh, he won three straight state championships. Six A. Six A. Just like Kyler Murray. You think Kyler can handle it? How good was Kyler in in in, in college? Yeah. So we're gonna. You miss me with that. Moving on to the NBA, the Hall of Fame inductions were Saturday. Uh, if you didn't get the class, it was a D Wade, Dirk Nowitzki, Tony Parker, Paul Gasol, Greg Popovich, and Becky Hammond. We'll talk about them later in the show about their speeches. Uh, the U.S. men's basketball team team beat Spain ninety-eight to eighty-eight. Now, I've been real critical of the, the team. I'm like, I don't think they got enough talent to beat the world stage, but maybe the world stage is not as good as I thought they were. Because Spain, if I'm not mistaken, uh, they're the defending champions. Uh, they they didn't handle them. It was back and forth, but they seemed to handle them pretty easy. And I noticed something in the game, something that kind of irritated me. Uh, the Spaniards, were, they were not in awe of us at all. They were not scared of us. The Fernandez brothers, they were talking smack. They both played in the NBA. There was no awe factor. It was like, okay, they're the Americans. Of course, they're going to try to beat us because we're the team that everybody wants to beat. But, I mean, there was no, they weren't scared of us. And we played, basically, we played Euro ball. We didn't play American, bam, in your face. We, we played Euro ball. It was a three-point shooting contest. We just happened to be on yesterday. It was a three-point shooting contest, a lot of finesse. If we play anybody with a big man, we're going to be in trouble. Not wishing the team anything bad on the team, but like I said, basketball has fallen a long way since my day. And everybody talks about evolution. It's not evolution. It's watered down. The talent level is not the same. It's just it's sad to a certain degree. But I wish the boys luck. and, and they, they play together great. I'm not even going to knock Steve Kerr because he can't coach. But, hey, they look good to me. Hopefully, they'll bring home the gold. It won't be any, any controversy. Enough said. Now, I got the uh, ungrateful James Harden calls out his boy, Daryl Morey, in China. Says Morey is a liar. And he wants no part of the organization uh I mean, more shenanigans from him. Here's the rub. He has no places to go. I mean, his options are minute. That means small. Nobody wants you and you bad-mouthing the GM, your guy. It's not a good look. Player empowerment, like I said, is going to be over with. And it's going to be over with because of guys like James Harden. There's no market for you, guy, and Houston does not want you. With the young nucleus they got, they don't need a guy 
having up having them up in the strip club and all that. They already got enough problems with Jalen Green humping his buddy, so we don't know what's going on there. But Harden, like I said, the cool attempt did not work. That's why he's all, yeah, he lied to me. Daryl Morey, they've been trying to get Joel Embiid out of town. And, and people were just catching on. I think Joel Embiid has even caught on. You notice how quiet he's been in through all of this? But here's some advice for you, James. Don't look like they're trading you anytime soon. And basketball starts up in a couple of months. Philly is the wrong city to quit on, buddy. You better hire some bodyguards or stay out of Philly. Either or. Bad look. Bad look. Bad look. Moving on. More hype and hyperbole. This high school kid, Cooper Flag, reclasses to the 2024 class. Supposedly, he's going straight out of high school to the pros. This is my question. I've watched the kid. He's, to me, he plays like a more athletic Christian Leitner. But coming out of high school, what franchise is he going to change their fortunes? He's not going to any pro team out there right now to be the franchise player. Not even the sorry ones. Not happening. And I'm tired of them. Like I said, basketball, they they put these kids in these prep schools. They play subpar competition. They build them up. Then they play real competition, and they look like normal kids. He played against the Boozer Twins this weekend, and um, the Boozer Twins were supposed to kill him. I mean, they were in the first half, but then they came back. And I looked at both of them, and I was like, I don't see, other than being both of them being super tall, they can play. Hell, I can hit a wide-open jump shot. I'm 52 years old. I mean, nobody played any D over him. It was just go to the rack, dunk, or shoot a wide-open three. But he's reclassifying. I guess he's supposed to move the needle. The next LeBron James ain't coming down the line, unless it's going to be his son. That's all I have on that. The WNBA has been kind of crazy lately. Uh, a girl, Liz Cambridge, uh, who's playing overseas now, is, is at it again. Uh, she's playing overseas, and she in this game, she was being a bit physical, talking smack to one of the players. Actually, the player she was assaulting didn't really do it. She was walking back to the bench after another foul, uh, taking her time, and one of the girl's teammates ran up to her and clocked her, laid her down. Hey, I'm sorry, Liz, but that's called karma. Can't bully everyone. This this girl was all of 5'6". Liz Cambridge is like 6'8", but she laid her down like a tree in the forest. It's on YouTube. Check it out. Interesting. But, uh, like I said, you can't bully everyone. And Liz can't make up her mind who she's going to play for in the FIBA games or if she's going to play in the FIBA games. I think uh, you need to get with a psychiatrist to get your mind right. Something's going on upstairs that nobody knows about. Not even her. Right now, she... She's, she's got an ice pack with some aspirin, nursing a headache. So good luck to you, Liz. Moving on, Aja Wilson dropped 40 and 16 in a game last last week. And then Brianna Stewart had her third 40-point game of the, of the season. A new WNBA record. Uh, MVP is going to go between those two. Both are having an amazing, amazing season. Right now, my nod will go towards Aja because she's just a wrecking ball. Nothing she can't do. I mean, Stewie's on and off, but most of the time she's on. But Brianna and the Aces, uh, train coming down the tracks. I don't see anybody stopping them, even with Candace Parker on the shelf. But we'll see. Uh, moving on to golf, 
Uh, Lucas Glover, he wins the FedEx Cup. Uh, pretty much the only person of note. Uh, Rory uh, McIlroy, he came in third place. And Cam Smith wins the LIV tournament in Bedminster. Still, no Tiger Woods. Now, your boy Phil's been pegged. They said Phil has gambled in excess of a billion dollars. So it seems like Phil's got a gambling problem. But still, no no Tiger sightings, no uh, nothing. Tiger, sports needs you. They need to smoke them. They need you to say something. Moving on to the NBA. Back to uh, the speeches that they gave. Uh, I'm going to go first with D-Wade. Dwayne Wade gave an impassionate speech. Uh, he had Allen Iverson presenting him. Uh, he gave AI his flowers as far as him. Uh, uh, he gave AI his flowers as far as uh, being his idol, being the culture, you know, uh, paving the way for the young kids in the hood. And uh, he had a poignant moment with his dad. He said, dog, we in the Hall of Fame. That, that was a good look. Uh, congrats to D-Wade. I mean, Derek Nowitzki was classic Derek. You know what I'm saying? Uh, man, a few words. He thanked everybody. Good speech. Tony Parker. For my taste, he talked too damn much. He never had really has anything to say when he played other than look surprised half of the time. Uh, he deserved to be in. I don't really got nothing bad to say about Tony except for his off-court exploits. But I'm not a person who runs people's rap sheet down. So congratulations to Tony. Pau Gasol, I mean, he got in more off of his international play than his NBA play. I mean, he was a good player. He made all-star teams and stuff like that. But Pau was soft until he went to the Lakers. He was right in thanking Kobe because Kobe gave him that, hey, you need to be tough or KG going to eat you alive to get those two rings. They would have had three if he had been tough the first time. But congratulations to Pau. Greg Popovich. Poppy luck. Pop's lucky he's in, and he knows it. Pop is not a tough guy. The tough guy routine is funny. Pop, what Pop does, what make Pop great, Pop is not afraid to state the obvious. He's not afraid to state the obvious. If you're doing something dumb, he's like, you're dumb. He's not afraid to state the obvious. And that what, that's what makes him good as a coach. But... You know, the, the tough guy routine and messing with the porters on the sideline, I know it's aggravating, but you don't have to be an ass. But, yeah, Pop deserves, Pop's got five rings. He deserves to be in also. And Becky Hammond, uh, right, rated as one of the top 15 women basketball players of all time. I really can't say I really watched her career that much, but uh, the pundits are saying, you know, she, she was good. I checked her out a little bit. Uh, she, she, she didn't win a ring until she won, you know, Last year with the Aces, she didn't win a ring in college. Uh, she didn't win a WNBA championship. So, but if they're rating her as top 15, I'm going to have to go with that. Like I said, I've seen her play, uh, the consummate point guard. I don't know if that warned her enough to get in the hall, but they said it did. So, she's in. So, congratulations to Becky. These are the guys that are coming up next to you or two on here that have already been up. Vince Carter should be a no-brainer. I don't even know why they're acting like Vince is going to have a problem getting in. Vince Sanity, half man, half amazing. They're acting like Tracy McGrady had a better career than Vince Carter. I don't remember Tracy McGrady ever getting out of the first round. 
Tracy was a great scorer, but he didn't have a Hall of Fame career. And, and for me personally, he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, but it's not my call. Vince should get in first ballot all the way. Uh, also, up next, Joakim Noah, not a Hall of Famer. Tyson Chandler, not a Hall of Famer. Chauncey Billups. Chauncey thinks he had a case because he won one championship, and they gave him the name Mr. Big Shot. As I said, Chauncey, you were a journeyman. You were a good journeyman, but you were a journeyman. You, that, that bid you did in Detroit was the best one you had in your career, maybe a couple of years in Denver, but you're not Hall of Fame worthy. Got that ring. Yeah, you got the ring, but you're not Hall of, Hall of Fame worthy. I'm sorry. Sean Marion, no. Amari Stoudemire, no. Sean Kemp. Eh, Kemp's on the line. I don't think Gary Payton would have got in without the Rain Man. So I'm going to say yes, but they're probably not going to put him in. That's what you got coming up next. That's all I have for basketball. Now we're going to roll through this NFL preseason. I mean, preseason, preseason. They didn't show too much, but I'm going to give you the rundown. On Friday, we had the Packers. Uh, what do we have the Packers again? They won 36 to 19. The Packers, Jordan Love, as, as much as they've been down in him, he looked like a pro quarterback. He looked like a pro quarterback. And I have nothing bad to say about him. Uh, second game was the New York Giants versus the Lions. The Lions came on top 21-16. The Lions are not a the Lions are not a secret anymore, and they're playing like they're not a secret anymore. The Giants, they had problems. If you look to that sideline, they were not together. Dayball was screaming at people. It was crazy. I want to see this. As a Cowboy fan, we got them first. We need If we don't blow them out, if we don't blow them out, something's wrong. Falcons versus the Dolphins, 19-3 Falcons. I don't know why the Ritter didn't play any snaps. He's a new quarterback going in. He, he's, he needs as many reps as he can get. Like I said, the Dolphins, they were vanilla. They didn't play anybody. Uh, Steelers against the Buccaneers, 27-17. Steelers, Kenny Pickett looked very comfortable. For all the knocks he had on them last year about being erratic, I mean, he was a rookie. But he looked really, 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 really comfortable. And Pittsburgh may be a problem. Baker Mayfield uh, afforded himself well. He should beat out Kyle Trask. Uh, Whatever knock you have on Baker, he looked pretty good. Uh, Trask did not. Then we had the Commanders versus the Browns, 17-15. to 15, The Commanders, as I said, Commanders, you have a quarterback. You have a quarterback. Now, if you could just get out your own way, you might have a season. We'll see. Uh, the Browns, uh, DW4 only played one series. They were vanilla. Uh, nothing really happened there. Uh, we had the Broncos versus the Cardinals, 18-17 Cardinals. Russ didn't look good, even though they made him play four series. He didn't look particularly good. And the Colts, I mean the Cardinals, Colt McCoy was at the helm. It's Colt. He's, he's a professional. They pull it out 18-17. Moving on to Saturday, we had the Colts versus the Bills. 23-19, the Bills. The Colts' rookie quarterback looked like a rookie quarterback. I mean, as he gets more reps, he'll probably improve. He's got a good teacher. 
Shane Steichen was Jalen Jalen uh, Hurts uh, quarterback with OC. So, and the Bills were just vanilla. They didn't really do too much. It was nothing that was nothing happened that we didn't expect. Uh, the Titans versus the Bears, 23-17. The Bears, they flexed their new off offense. And the NFC North, you may have a problem. The Titans, the quarterback is going to be a problem. You can tell that even in preseason. Moving on, the Jets versus the Panthers. Oh, 27-0. The Jets defense was a handful, and Panthers Bryce Young looked like a rookie quarterback. I mean, he afforded himself well. He got banged around a little bit, but yeah. Defense was a little bit much for him. Then we're going to go to the Jaguars and the Cowboys. I mean, the Jags look good. They capitalized on the Cowboy mistakes. Three fumbles, one on the two-yard line. And the Cowboys offense didn't look much different than it did last year, uh, to, to be honest with you. But they kept it vanilla. Then we had the Eagles versus the Ravens. 20-19, the, the Ravens. There was a Marcus Mariota sighting. He's in Philly now. Uh, he didn't do too bad. Uh, Philly's defense is special. They're special. The Ravens were locked in when Huntley came in in the second half and uh, started at quarterback. Uh, the Ravens got their rhythm and they came out 20-19. Moving on to the Chargers versus Rams. 34-17 Chargers. They tried to build this up as a college championship game rematch with the quarterbacks, uh, Stetson Bennett from the Rams, and you had Max Duggan for the Chargers. I mean, uh, Stetson Bennett, again, had a better game, but Duggan actually won. Neither, neither team made an impression, so 34-17. Chiefs versus the Saints, 26-24 Saints. And like I said, I see chinks in the Chiefs' armor, and it's not because Mahomes didn't play. And Saints were vanilla, but that defense got them over the hump, 26-14. And then finally, we had the 49ers and the Raiders. Uh, Raiders, 34-7. The Raiders were not as good as the 34-7 score indicates. And the, uh, the, and the 49ers, they continue to sabotage Trey Lance. Why would you go up in the draft and get a guy, take him number three, then all of a sudden he's not good for your system? It's ridiculous. Until Shanahan gets a star quarterback in there and, and takes the onus off of him of being the boy genius, the boy genius hasn't won anything. Every year they say the same thing. Wow, he's a great mind. He's a great. He hasn't won anything. And this year is going to get really old because if you think Brock Purdy is going to get you somewhere, the Brock Purdy is going to improve your genius. Listen, the only difference between Brock Purdy and freaking your last quarterback is he can actually run a little bit. Other than that, that's it. He still haven't won a Super Bowl. He, he's still not a genius in my book. That's enough about football. We're going to move on to baseball. Games are getting dwindling down. It's getting closer to the playoffs. We're going to start in the AL East. The Orioles, they three games up over the Tampa Bay Rays. And the Yankees have fallen off a cliff. Still only five games out of the playoffs, but it's not looking good. In the AL Central, Twins still on top, 
four games over Cleveland in the AL West. We have Texas still two and a half games up on the Astros. But like I said, the Astros are coming. NL East, the Braves, 11 games up over the Phillies. That's a done deal. NL Central, the Brewers are three and a half games up on the Cubs and the Reds. Tightest division in baseball. And in the NL West, you have the Dodgers eight games up on the Giants. And the Padres, with all that talent, also have fallen off of a cliff. Uh, back to the stats, Luis Ariz still batting 367. Uh, the quest for 400 is pretty much over. But, hey, stranger things have happened. Uh, Mel Olsen now leads the league in home runs with 43 from Atlanta. He also leads with RBI with 107. We have three guys with 13 wins as far as pitching goes. And Blake Snell is still your ERA leader at 2.63. Moving to boxing. Now, we actually had some boxing matches this weekend. Uh, Emmanuel Navarrete holds off Oscar Valdez to retain his title. Very good fight. Uh, people didn't give uh, Navarrete the credit he deserved at the one at 130. But uh, he held it down. Uh, Oscar gave him a good fight, but he held it down. And then we had Anthony Joshua, a.k.a. the Tin Man, seven-round KO over, over Robert Hemilius, now wants Dante Wilder. Imagine that. So all of a sudden, he's got a heart. All of a sudden, he wants to fight Dante Wilder. Man, he don't want to fight Wilder. Like I said, I called him a 10-man for a reason. He has no heart. I'm glad you're fighting Dante. He put out this thing saying Dante, he asked to fight Dante Wilder earlier, but Dante turned him down to fight Tyson Fury again. I mean, why fight you if you can fight Tyson Fury? This is going to be a short fight. The Bronx Bomber is going to knock you out, and I, for one, can't wait. Now, you other divisions... Get it together, fight somebody. Oh, I can't get off with giving my... Once again, Tank Davis opens his mouth again. Like I said, he's talking about fighting Bud Crawford. You were scared of Earl Spence, but you want to fight Bud? Make that make sense. I mean, I show you want a big money fight before you retire. Because if you fight Bud, that's what's going to happen. You're going to get retired. But I just think it's gas. We'll see. You'll see. Go ahead and fight some other unknown guy like you've been doing. So, enough about that. My shout-outs for today. My shout-outs to hip-hop, what it meant to me and all that. But I got something I got to get off my chest. We had the Melly Mel, one of the pioneers of hip-hop, uh, did a diss track to Eminem. I don't know what Eminem did to him or whatever the case may be. And uh, everybody's like, oh, Eminem's going to kill him and all this. Let me explain something to you. Melly Mel is one of the cats that started this thing. And don't think for a minute like all of a sudden he forgot how to rap or any of that crap. This commercial crap that we have now, like Eminem. Don't tell me Dr. Dre worked with Eminem because he was just that a good rap. Now, don't get me wrong. M can spit. He can spit. But in my pantheon, top we, go to, we just go top 20. He not in it. Because like I said. I was here when it started. He not a top 20 MC. Record sales don't mean you an MC. And like I said, I like him. But like all other people, he's a culture vulture just like everybody else. If Eminem was black, 
he wouldn't have two of the top five albums of all time. I mean, that's that's rated by Billboard or some other crap. But, I mean, <clears throat> real cats know. This is all I'm saying, Eminem. If you had the respect for the culture like you said you did, and Melly Mel came at you at a diss track, he's a pioneer. You should have respectfully just declined. Saying nothing would have been would have said everything. But it's clear you don't respect your elders. So that's all I had to get off my chest. As always, it's your boy OG, and I'm O U T.